forever. Dog. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. Hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary, scary stories, stories to Tell on the Pod. It's a podcast about scary stories on the pod. And that's it. And that's Honey it. Honey bun. Honey bun. Today's a Wednesday. It is. And on Wednesdays, we do an urban legisode, which is something that is scary, that has happened to someone, so they say, that is not a part of the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark trio of books by Alvin Schwartz with Drunks by Stephen Gamble. Mm-hmm. But spiritually feels connected to those things because it is folklore and folklore is what we do. It is. And today, um, I it's ski season. It is ski season. And scary things happen in the ski time. Oh, you get stuck on a gondola or whatever the ski ride is. What do you I call was, it? The ski ride is chairlift. The chairlift. The ski ride. The ski ride. You understand. Yeah, I, yeah, yes, yeah. I've been skiing on the ski ride <laughs> with my business chums. Um, I was just on a gondola in Telluride with two dogs, <gasps> and one of them had been on a lot of gondolas, and it was her favorite because she wanted to herd the um, skiers. And uh, that video is <sighs> so... What the other is going dog, on? Lily, had never been on a gondola, and she was scared first, and then by the end, she was right up there with Harley, <laughs> and they were having a blast. <laughs> it was really good. If you've never seen a dog look at mountains, and skiers before it's really great what must they think everything is a everything is a miracle to them they're thrilled to pieces yeah um i'll post more pictures of them uh, I please took do more pictures of them than of jason um <laughs> oh but, did you get were you together on valentine's day yeah well oh. he got there late on valentine's hey, valentine's night um, valentine's night yeah uh after the child ghost was turning the lights on and off oh. um it was nice. That's so fun. I like have never been. I, my family would go to a ski resort every summer in mm. Vermont, um, but we never went in the winter. We were not winter people. Oh yeah, yeah. We yeah. go for the hiking and the sort of river walks and the That's volleyball nice. and the fishing vaguely and uh, <laughs> just sort of the uh, a family fun resort to go to in the summer. Uh-huh. Um, but everything there was set up for winter and for skiing. So like there were ski lockers outside our condo that we just never. Oh, like that, a mysterious. Yeah. That yeah. were just like full of spiders and stuff. And like <laughs> you just were in this great ski resort, but I never knew that cult. We're like not winter sports people. Yeah. I think we're just descended from like people who barely uh, survived. Right. <laughs> so I was well, like, why are we going to. That was the, I, I feel like. I grew up in New Hampshire, which is also, we grew up near a Gunstock ski resort, which was like the big thing. But none of my brothers were allowed to ski because they played basketball and baseball. And if you were on those teams, you were not allowed to ski because it was so likely that during at least one season, you were going to break a leg and they just couldn't afford to have that happen. Yeah. And they're both like winter, spring sports. Right. And, um, and I did, and I think also probably my parents were hesitant to let us do that because, um, I broke a bone sledding and my other brother broke a, broke a bone sledding and they were like, let sledding is low octane. Like skiing feels like it would just be a disaster. But I feel like people who ski very often, um, at least in New Hampshire, it's like French or Nordic descended people. Uh-huh. And then like anyone else is sort of like, I'll sit in the lodge and I'll sit by the fire, which yeah, that I would love. That I'm into. I'm yeah. into the après ski. Yes. The sitting and the, the sunning and the sipping and the <laughs> sleeping and and all the alliteration all that you nailed stuff it. wow sorry um 
but I thought I'd do some uh, spooky ski resort oh. ghost stories from specifically Stovermont. Oh, that's perfect. Which Anna. is where my family would go. Oh, really? Yes. Stowe is beautiful. We went to a place called Smuggler's Notch. I know Smuggler's Notch. It's America's number one family fun resort as of 1993. Yeah, I feel like maybe that used to be a prize, a grand prize, it and was. figure it out. It or, was or... absolutely a Smuggler's Notch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Um, they Double had. Dare. Double Dare, yeah. So they had like, um, they had some Disney World style characters, <laughs> Mogul Mouse and Billy Bob Bear. Mogul Mouse. Mogul Mouse, Mogul is a ski term. Billy Bob Bear, that's just his name. <laughs> and also he skis. So, um, so yeah, uh, this is, this first one is about the Brass Lantern Inn, which is a beautiful place uh, right in I believe in Stowe. Yeah, in Stowe, Vermont. Um, okay, great. So this is from Vermonter.com. And that is the name of someone who's from Vermont. Yes. Like a Floridian or a New Yorker. It's a, a Vermonter. Um, oh, they want me to join their newsletter. I have to get out of that. Um, so this is a little article from the Vermonter. The title is, Ghosts That May Be Enjoying a Party at the Brass Lantern Inn. Okay. Are there ghosts at the Brass Lantern Inn who might be reminiscing about a long-forgotten dance party? Word has it that one of Stowe, Vermont's Brass Lantern Inn's rooms is occupied, even when no one is really spending the night there. A number of visitors, as well as the inn staff, have heard the voices of enthusiastic spirits talking about a dance they attended. Of course, when the room is checked for intruders, no one is there. Innkeeper Andy Aldrich once reported that, quote, The guests tell me basically the same story. Here are a few of his recollections. A guest will say, I heard some people who arrived very late last night in the room across the hall from me. I heard them speaking and talking about the really good time they just had. This is in context of having been to a dance party. Guests have often asked, who were the people who came in late last night, talking loud enough so I could hear their words? Uh, okay. Hello. Hello, I am from here. <laughs> Where are the guests who spoke at the volume? I could hear the words. It's that Bill Hader ski resort. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, and where did they go to a party? It's like, don't feel left out when the ghost went to a party. They're dead. This is classic gay ghost behavior. For all eternity, all they can do is talk loudly about a party they went to. <laughs> Like that, and that it was fun. Is a gay ghost, oh and they are in the God. next room talking so loud. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think they were gonna play Rihanna, but then when they went to deep, deep hit cut Rihanna. Oh my God! <laughs> Your ex was there, and you handled it like a fucking pro. <laughs> you weren't bad. Whoa. Oh my God, a gay ghost! Absolutely, these are gay ghosts. Yeah, like go up to a ski resort and then um, have a great time. I do feel like. I, I relate to feeling the worst kind of ghost is a ghost who's like having a lot of fun and you have to hear about it. I know. Well, that's such a rare ghost trope. I know that the ghost is like, well, that was fun. The unfinished <laughs> business that the ghost has is to give as many people FOMO as possible. <laughs> the unfinished business is that he left his jacket at the party. <laughs> I need you to find my black pea coat because I took someone else's black pea coat <laughs> and their car keys are in it. And the only way I realize is that I took gum out of my pocket and it was a different brand. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ski. <laughs> Orbit. Oh my God. That, wow, I yeah. love these ghosts. Uh, a lot of these stories are all the same. It's like, in instances, it's, uh, it's in reference to the same room, always late at night, and with similar descriptions as to what they heard the other guests saying. 
Oddly enough, there were no guests across the hall. They, the real guests, were the only ones in a room on that stairwell. I myself have heard what I thought were people up in that room when I know I haven't registered anyone in that room. Hmm. I go to look and I don't find anyone. So it's a very nice couple who happen to be spirits. Yes? Hmm. That's the end. Yes. Um, that... It basically was saying the same sentence over and over. <laughs> that, that really that felt like a paper that I wrote in college. Some say that it could be this. However, others maintain still that the opposite of this. To reiterate, yeah. <laughs> um, so that is the Vermonter. And then I can show you the Brass Lantern Inn. Oh, sorry. It's called the Brass Lantern Inn. Okay. Um, and this is the inn itself. It's got like Memorial Day bunting up. But it's oh. like this pretty lime oh, to sage that. green. Yeah. Um, I don't know what kind of house that is. Like what's um, colonial? Colonial. Kind of kind of uh, colonial inspired, I think. It's got yeah. like awnings. Or is that an awning? I think that's is that an, an, uh, an asp. I forget. I have, an I'm snake? terrible at, at I don't architecture. Know. I should take an architecture class. I know a Cape Cod and that's about it. What does a Cape Cod look like? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I've just heard it's the term. It's sort of a house. You just draw like a, a <laughs> pentagon. It's just a monopoly house. I yep. <laughs> um, but it's very sweet looking, but it also looks very much, there's like a giant um, chimney on one side. Um, but that's the Brant's Lantern Inn, oh, which you can really go cute. to. Um, sorry, one sec. Ghosts at a party. Party ghost. You, there's a, there's kind of the trope sometimes of being at a party and there is a guest who is a ghost. You know, like oh, you yeah. dance with and someone. Oh, yeah, and she vanished, yeah. yeah. Very much. Which, like, I mean, raise your hand if you haven't had that. Who hasn't danced with the ghost at the party? Um. Okay, and the Brass Lantern Inn actually gets 4.6 stars on Google. Hey. It's a bed and breakfast and 19th century home offering guardian patio plus free afternoon tea. So then that means that these ghosts were coming from another location. It was not like they were at a hotel where there was a ballroom. Yeah, no, they were coming back from somewhere else. Yeah. There's no party. They have afternoon tea here, but they do not have a party. Yeah. they. What do they die from? Um, I guess like they Molly dehydration. Molly. Yeah. <laughs> it still is the 1930s. It absolutely like, has to be Molly. Um, okay, cool. Um, this is uh, in the Green Mountain Inn. All the names I of these places. I also know are... this. I've never been there, but I've definitely heard people talk about going to the Green Mountain Inn. It's like a big spooky. It looks like a big spooky. Yeah. Um, okay. In history. Uh, so presidents would go there. It was built in none of your business. What? Like 18 whatever. <laughs> 1833. <laughs> Leave me alone. I don't know. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> uh, President Chester A. Arthur stayed there. Okay. And I did not know that there was a President Arthur. Something yeah, I'm learning. really interesting facial hair on Chester Aether. Oh my God, Gerald Ford also stayed there, who was on assignment as a model for a Look magazine photo spread in Stowe. I did know what? that Gerald Ford was a model. Oh, how fun is that? What is that about? Oh my God. Well, this is about him. I think that's so fun. Okay. Um. Okay. This is called the Legend of Boots Berry. <laughs> you know that ghosts can't tap dance, right? Classic. Wrong. Oh. Storm sounds from your average run-of-the-mill winter snowstorm or the fancy footwork of an 1800 spirit who supposedly haunts the inn. I love this. Gorgeously written. Wow. The story of former inn horseman, now ghost, Boots Barry, and his need to tap his way across the inn's roof in bad weather is the stuff of intrigue no self-respecting historic New England inn should be without. The son of an inn chambermaid and horseman, 
Boots was born in 1840 in room 302 of the inn's third-floor servants' quarters and grew up to be a respectable horseman himself. He realized local fame when he saved stagecoach passengers from certain doom when the coach's horses bolted down Stowe's Main Street one day. Wow. Deemed a hero and awarded a medal, Boots was lauded throughout the county and from then on found he was never in need of buying his own drinks again. Oh. Drink proved his downfall, oh. however. <laughs> Boots. Boots, come on, Boots. If only you knew. And Boots was dismissed from the inn for neglecting his duties. I get it. You have one success and you're such an asshole to all your friends. Oh, yeah. I get it. That sucks. Um, He took to wandering the county and got his nickname when a fellow prisoner in New Orleans jail taught him to tap dance. How wholesome. How'd you get down there, Boots? Boots eventually drifted back to Stowe. As fate would have it, in 1902, Boots happened to be on hand to save a little girl who was stranded on the inn's roof during a snowstorm. Wow. What was she doing up there? Just, I don't know, exploring, trying to get away from dances. I don't know. She wanted to get to the snowflakes first. Where does it come from, Daddy? Where is snow at? That I saw a girl catching snowflakes on her tongue in Colorado, and I was like, oh, it's nice that children still do that. I know. Despite the that... fact that the world is... It I feels wonder, like it's changing every year. I want, but then and then you look and there are like three people p- taking pictures of her, being like, "I think we got it, Amelia." Amelia, stop! <laughs> Amelia, that's pissed. Um, save the little girl, girl, the little girl. That's a girl on a roof <laughs> during a snowstorm. Remembering a secret childhood route to the rooftop, Boots reached the girl and lowered her to safety before slipping and falling <gasps> to his death Boots. from the roof above room three hundred two. Legend has it that Boots' rooftop dancing steps can still be heard today during a snowstorm. That is a gorgeous ghost story. Whoever, this is from the hotel's website. This is beautifully written. So, also, that is such a. I don't. I don't care about the. I don't care about the accuracy of it. I think like all of those elements go together so perfectly, and also the how evocative the sound of like tap dancing during a hailstorm. That's so good. Sleet a little. Let's ice. go there. I'm scared and I'm spooked. Hey, can someone from the Green Mountain Inn like bring us on out and we'll do a show Give there? Give us a rate. Yeah, uh, Vermont, Green Mountain you love Inn, ghost it's stories. really nice. And it's on Main Street. So hey, easy to find. It's cute. You know what? I saw Once on this Island on Main Street. They have a repertory theater there. you Very excellent. Okay. Very well done. That's good 100% to know. 100% white. Oh, that's hard. It's something. I guess in Vermont, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Cutthroat for the girl parts. The men are 50. <laughs> <laughs> They're 50 or 17. No in between. Yeah. Someone who's playing like an old crone is like a gorgeous 22 year old girl. <laughs> I was going to say twink. Uh, <laughs> a gorgeous twink. <laughs> um, but so that's the wow. Green Mountain Inn. Oh, I love these. Um, I love a winter ghost story. I love a winter ghost story too. Do you? I, I have one more that's Please. like a personal story. <gasps> it's not that me? personal, but it is like information. Um, so this one isn't going to be as beautifully written because it's just me remembering. I, I reached out to my friends from the, cause you, you would go, we'd go week 31 every year. Mm. Um, cause it's a timeshare. So I had made friends with the same families oh, who went up every fun. year. That's a fun thing. About um, so I texted two of the girls that I stayed friends with. Um, it was always three of us. There was one girl who tried to be the fourth and we were mm. all savage to her. Oh. We're like, no, you actually can't be our friend. Oh, cause there's three of us. No. Wow. I, I think what? one of us was like, no, she's nice. And we were, and then two of the other of us were like, there's three. 
can't be. I four. know. I I feel like I've been on both sides of the situation. I've absolutely been on both sides. Yeah. I and I wish I had the foresight on either side to be like, this isn't about you. You know, like yeah. It's I, hard. I tried to do a. It was a dance just with arms to a song we were singing in class, and <laughs> Dana B told me, uh, I can't do the dance because it's a dance for three people. Oh. But the thing is, like, I did that. I feel like maybe being a bully, like, bullies just don't remember it because they think it was fine. Yeah. I think I was a bully to this girl. Yeah, I definitely, there I, There are moments that I've thought of where I'm like, oh, yeah, I definitely, I, in retrospect, I was a bully in that moment and I feel horrified that I was. Yeah? Yeah. Like, what? Not I to make one you time, relive, no, but. one time I, um, I was... I, I, it's it's the dumbest thing in the world. This is truly very dumb. The Please. Warren brothers and I. Okay. Um, we. The Warner brothers. <laughs> the Warner brothers. <laughs> the are my neighbors, the Warrens, who I've told I've talked about a lot on this podcast. Tall, we handsome, grew up together. Successful. They're the best. Um, and uh, the older, the oldest brother Jack and I, uh, we were reading the Animorph books at the same time, mm-hmm. and um. And then we like started this thing where we're like, we're animorphs. And we oh. would like talk about the fact that we're animorphs. And then Jacob Warren, who's the middle Warren brother, like heard us like t- like coming up with like what our animorph powers were, blah, blah. And then he was like, I also am an animorph in it. And, I, and we were like, no, Jacob. And I was like, Jacob, don't, that's embarrassing. Believe me. Like, <laughs> oh, no. we know you're faking. We are actually animorphs. You're not an animorph. And like, no. I just, and I feel guilty about that forever. That's not bullying. That's your closest friend. I know, but it's like, who do you bully more than your closest friend? That's true. You know? I guess so. Um, Man, so if this girl is out there, I guess, like, thanks for not blogging about me. Um, (laughs) uh, There is, like, they had a professional photographer come and take pictures every week, like a class photo, but for, like, the kids for that week. That's great. And there, you could also have, like, individual ones taken. And there's definitely one of the four of us hanging in my parents' house. But I know for a fact that there is one where we asked her to step out. That it was just God, that makes me hurt. She yeah. was on the end. We could have cropped her. I think her name was Gina. Oh, Gina. I'm sorry, if Gina. You're out there, Gina, it wasn't, it's not about you. And it's, it's, it, you know, you're probably a wonderful person. And- Gina probably has an incredible ass and like is on Instagram <laughs> and has insane amounts of followers, but also like has a really good professional career. Yeah, I bet. I bet Which is right. the only right way to be a woman in 2020. <laughs> that's it. You got to have the ass and the cash. <laughs> and that rhymes. And that's Gina. Um, but so. This was the sort of ghost story that they would tell us kids. Um, And it was hard to fully connect to because we didn't go up during the winter and it is a winter ghost story. But this is the legend of Crazy Pete. (gasps) Oh, Anna. Which is like already kind of problematic. (laughs) It's okay. It's crazy in a different way. It's like like funny that he's crazy. It's like (laughs) scary and bad. It's not like we have empathy for him. Um, But it's so... It basically, long story short, I don't know. I don't remember what the story was. It was like counselors telling it to us who we'd go on this overnight trip uh, every week on a Thursday, which was like a big kid thing where you'd go Ooh. up to the ski lodge that was like halfway up the mountain where the it was the terminus of the ski lift, like the chair. Yes. The chair, what would you the call it? The ski lift, that's exactly the what ski it is. Chair. I can't believe I did um, yeah. yeah, so like, it, but it was this big, like maybe 15 feet across wheel that like the cable would go on and the chairs would come around, but it wow. was the summer, so it was just off. But it was out there and the lodge had these big plate glass windows where you could see the mountain and like the forest around it, which was very spooky. And then there were like floodlights that would go on and off when people were walking past. Wow. So it was very spooky. But we'd like we watched Mulan. That's where I saw Mulan, which oh. is really exciting. 
And like we'd make s'mores and have dinner and tell stories. And then like when you got older, it was like, who are the boys? And that's exciting. <laughs> um, but and you like would sleep on the floor in sleeping bags. Mm-hmm. So uh, we all vaguely know it. But one time it was told to us by this boy counselor. Um, so the, the legend was that this guy Pete worked at Smugs in the 70s, which is when all ghost stories happen when you grew up in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um and he was a real person who apparently really, really worked there. He really did. Wow. Um, and he was a little bit of a loner and a little bit of a weird guy. And the other people who worked at the ski resort were not super nice to him. Um, but nothing crazy. He just was like on the outskirts. And like if there was a job that none of them felt like doing, he would have to go up and do it. Um, and one night during a very bad ice storm... Uh, a chunk of ice got lodged in the big wheel on the ski lift on the top of the mountain. And I think they drew straws and he got the short straw. So he made, and they were like, you have to do it now. Otherwise when the resort starts in the morning, it's going to be a big problem. Um, Like when the big, I don't remember the big boss comes in and is like, that's my ski resort. (laughs) Um, So he had to go up in the middle of the night and, um, made his way up the mountain in the driving snow and it was whipping winds and pitch black. And he got to the top and he had his ice pick with him (gasps) and he shimmied up the pole to the top of the, the wheel where the, the ice was stuck and he started hacking away at it with his ice pick. Hack, 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 but it wasn't going anywhere. It was only little tiny pieces. So he brought it all the way up and brought it down and it shattered the ice and the wheel moved with such force that it pulled in the ice pick and pulled in his arm oh. up to his elbow oh. and ripped off his arm. And in the morning, all they found was the ice pick, <gasps> the arm, and a trail of blood leading into the woods. Oh, no. He they got so hurt he went crazy. Him. And then on nights... Throughout the winter, they never found his body. They said that he was dead. They would see trails of blood in oh. the woods. And he would go around, I guess, with this ice pick, and he killed the other people who worked there, I guess. Or, like, wow. would kill people who were up there. And the only way to keep him away was with flame. So that's why we built a bonfire. Classic. Um, but this counselor was telling us that, and it, like, got to the part where it was like, some say that he died and nothing ever happened. Some say that he's a ghost. And yet still others say that he's a crazy man whose arm still oozes blood. And even on nights just like this one. And then at that very moment, someone banged on the big plate glass window outside of where we're staying. And it was pandemonium. Of course. It was chaos. It was it was a caucus. (laughs) It was a full on (laughs) children going insane. And it was also like. It was a big ski resort with a lot of families there, but also the age distribution was weird. So it was like some kids were 17, but some were like 11 were up there. Huge difference. And like, but it was like the teens Um, because it goes down to like birth. So it was like you're either a toddler or like 11 and you're a teen. And like it was another counselor banging on the door to like scare us. Oh, yeah. Uh, just so you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, it, a ghost, was, it, was, it was a crazed killer, but it was not. I Pete. don't believe in the, yeah, no, it was a different killer. He like, <laughs> he's a family annihilator. It's like not weird. Um, <laughs> he doesn't have a job because he like comes for money and like retired early. It's a whole thing. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, but 
the fallout was such that the kids were so, some of the kids were so traumatized. Of course. That they turned on all the lights and like the other older counselors were like called in to like deal with the issue and a bunch of kids had to go back to their condos because wow, they were so, so terrified. Traumatic. So they like had vans bringing kids back down the middle oh, of the night because it was so scary. That is wild. I, that is, it's both a thing that I am so delighted by the idea of like counselor scary stories, you know, to being told to kids. And also it is like, Man, that really formatively messes you up. We talked about this. We were both right. camp counselors where you're like, you want to scare them enough that they feel excited and like right. it's fun, but you don't want to damage them. Right. You want to you want to provide um, like a slight pushing against the envelope of developing as a child. You know, like you like you want to you want to like um, help set the tone for like and now we're moving into a new stage of our adulthood, you know? Yeah. Without without taking on the responsibility of like what that actually means. Yeah. It's like a roller coaster is fun, but you don't fly out of the seat, you know, like you want to keep them maintained in the chair. It's a very narrow line that is effective in that way. It really is. Yeah. I, yeah. As we've talked about, we have both been the purveyors of stories that did ride that line, did not go far enough or (gasps) went too far. (sighs) Did you just trick me? Cause that just someone just walked in. Oh, sorry. I just, (laughs) oh my God. God. Just saw the reflection of someone in the framed underculture poster on the wall. Oh my God. It is just producer Brett. Who is it? It's producer Brett. But truly, (laughs) Anna, I thought you gave the best performance of your life. Oh my God. I just jumped out of my skin. That was fully. Brett, we're talking about ghosts (laughs) because that's what our podcast is. Brett just terrified us. Oh my us. God. I'm, so, I'm um, sweating. Yeah. Anna, thank you so much for sharing these. Oh my God. I love thank these you. ski resort stories. What a great idea. It's fun. I, I think we should do another ski story next oh, week. Yeah. And I know it's overdone, but I do think we should do it. Oh yeah, yeah. We should. We should. Um, but basically, yeah. Shout out to my friends Amanda and Kate. Yeah, and Gina. And Gina. Honestly, Gina, if that is your name, <laughs> congrats on your ass. Um, <laughs> Amanda's an amazing dermatologist and Kate works for the Democratic Party. Ooh. And she's going to save the world. That's and actually, so and I have a podcast and that's actually great. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, my God. Should we say a spooky, scary, scary idea for, for things, things that could happen. happen? I know, because, you know, last week. We said we would, and then we just totally oh, forgot. Oh, wait. Should we do 20 questions about my finger? Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. And I don't have my phone on me, but there were some questions that were posed to us uh, that oh. we will address on Instagram. Um, uh, 20 questions. Can okay. we do 10 and then do, a, spooky, do, and then do a scary idea? Yes. Things seven? Okay. Okay. Um, so it happened at work. It's not a household object. I yes. was alone. Um, is it something involving the toilet? Yes. Yeah. Did you reach into the toilet paper dispenser and it, it got caught or hurt in some way? I wish. <laughs> oh, no. Did it involve your butt? No. Um, Blessedly, no. Did you drop the toilet seat on your finger? No. God damn. Did you... Um, press the toilet flusher in a way that hurt your finger? I wish. <laughs> Oh, was the toilet clogged and you were removing the top of the toilet to fix it and then you dropped the top 
a ceramic part on your finger. No, but I am bossy in that way. I have opened a lot of tanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, did you, it did involve the toilet door. No. The toilet door. The We know what you meant. Yeah, thank you. Um, oh, it did involve poopery. No. Anna, uh, did it involve buttoning or unbuttoning your pants? No. Did you drop something in the toilet? No. <laughs> okay. That tentative no. And that was 10. Wow. And we're going to come back to it closer. next week. <laughs> um, oh my okay. God. Please okay. write in with your questions. We will address it next week. I've got a scary idea for things that could happen. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yeah. You live in the country and you've lived all of your life prior in the city. You feel very uneasy about the fact that you don't have any neighbors nearby. So you've gotten a home security system. And every time when you get in the house, you see three little green lights that all say secure. And you get in the house, you see the three little green lights, you go to your sink, you uh, pour yourself a glass of water, and you see out in your driveway a tall, gangly figure. No. Under, under your uh, porch light, and you go to grab your phone. But when you go to grab your phone, the figure starts racing towards your house. <gasps> but then, when you stop, it stops, and you stay there for like minutes and minutes and minutes, and you're just looking at this gangly figure. And an hour passes, two hours pass, because every time you move, it races towards the house again. <gasps> And finally, you see it nod as though it's taking an order, and then it runs away. And you collapse on the ground in relief, and then you look to the three little green lights that are all red for disarmed. And coming towards you are two other gangly figures no. in your house. That, that could, could happen. happen. Andrew, that's so scary. Scary. Oh my God. I genuinely was gasping so hard. <laughs> uh, what's yours? I was giving you big toddler energy. Andrew, that was beautiful. Okay, mine is, um, okay. You're eating a watermelon. And you see, it's supposed to be seedless. So there's a little white seeds. But then you see one little brown seed in there. And you pull it out. And you see on one side... Your name is written. Oh. And then you flip it over, and the other side says, is a bitch. <laughs> that, that could happen. happen. Equally good story. Rude fruit. Rude fruit. Anna, this was a super fun one, as Andrew, always. My friend and my ally. Love you lots. Love you. Thanks, guys. And uh, just before you go, get, get out. out. Forever <laughs> Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.